All of the Labor Department's Human Resources Office, which at one time numbered 13, are now consolidated into one central enterprise-wide office. The same is true for procurement and for personnel security services. These three back office areas are the first of several to come under a new enterprise-wide consolidation initiative. For why shared services supports consolidation and better, faster, and cheaper administrative support, Federal News Network's Jason Miller spoke to the Labor Department's Enterprise-Wide Shared Services Program Manager, Maylin Jew. We spent probably over a year just focused on stakeholder engagement. So we held focus groups, we held open forums, we held leadership interviews. Our Assistant Secretary, Brian Slater, worked with his peers and had discussions with them. So we really tried to understand the unique cultural and business needs of the different participants and stakeholders in labor, and then making sure that they were still engaged through analysis, planning, and implementation of shared services. Each of the areas are different, HR versus IT mm-hmm. versus procurement. They have different requirements, and it really came back down to how to ensure the service levels would stay the same. You know, Okay, if I do this, what's going to happen to my procurement or my hiring timeline? That, right. That's really, the, that was the key for you all. Before shared services, a lot of agencies weren't necessarily measuring their service levels, you know, within their HR office or procurement office. So as part of this, we worked on service level agreements for each area. So we developed baseline metrics for HR, for personal security, for procurement, and for IT. Can you give me maybe a few examples of what some of those baseline metrics are? Is it time to hire? Is it what? That's a good example. For example, we are measuring times to hire. We are breaking out components that the HR office is responsible for because there's shared responsibility when it comes to time to hire. Sometimes there's time where the manager in the agency has to put in versus time the HR office did. So we really had to break out certain pieces of time to hire. What other metrics are you looking at for other areas, whether it's procurement or, or IT, which I know is not quite in shared services yet? For IT, we did develop service level agreements, at least for the infrastructure side, since we did have that in place. We're still working through the application side, which we are consolidating. So for IT, we were looking at network uptime, response rates for help desk tickets, and then response rates for VIP support. So those are examples of help desk metrics. And then for procurement, it's really looking at the processing of task orders and new procurements, modifications, things like that. And is there a governance issue as well, meaning a shared services group that gets together to oversee each of those areas or maybe the broader effort? We actually have a number of governance boards that we establish as part of this process. So we have each function, procurement, HR, and IT, they each have a governance board that oversees them. So it includes, obviously, the function itself, and then it also includes client and agencies on the board. And then on top of that, we're developing an enterprise-wide shared services governance board to think more strategically across the whole portfolio. I was going to ask more about that overarching governance board, because that's got to include both the CXO community, so the CIO, CHCO, CAO, as well as maybe the Brian Slater and or the deputy secretary, did they all kind of play a role in that? Because HR is not just HR, there also includes acquisition or includes IT and finance is not just finance, it also includes IT. There's always a, there's always a overlap among all the shared services. We have a number of members on that board. So Brian Slater is the chair of the board. And then we also include the CXOs as you mentioned. So we have the Chico on the board, the CIO, and the senior procurement executive. We also brought in our Deputy Assistant Secretary for Budget and our Performance Management Center Director. We also have our solicitor, 
as a standing member, and then we have a representative from the Office of the Secretary. Talk a little bit about metrics. Let me take us down the path because I imagine that these this governance processes also sets up those metrics. There's success from a service level agreement, but there's also success from cost savings and, and or success from better efficiencies. How are you measuring those areas too? So we're working on baseline cost savings to track improvements in a similar method to our performance metrics. I would say that right now in the new organization, there's still a lot of things that we're trying to make consistent across the organization. So we might be finding things that we sort of have to remediate. So there's actually risk mitigation, which isn't easily captured in cost savings. It might really be in the form of cost avoidance. And so we're doing our best to to capture accomplishments, any risk mitigation that we found, as well as process improvements that we're undertaking overall. What's been the most difficult point of this, or the biggest challenge? Has it been establishing the metrics of, okay, what, what is good delivery of services or the cost saving side, or just getting people on board? Usually, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'll let you answer. Yeah, I would say it's the people side, getting people on board. So making sure that the stakeholders understand the initiative and provide the right feedback to make this work. There really is no such thing as over communicating in this initiative. So there's a lot of, like I said, there's been a lot of engagement that we've been doing. We also send out newsletters, I think about every couple of weeks as well to the department and to the different functional areas. We also hold all hands meetings and open forums. So just interacting with the staff across the department has really helped us promote the project and improve the outcome that we're facing here. One common approach I see time and again is this idea of surveys and, and probably anonymous surveys since nobody ever wants to put their name on anything. Are you guys <laughs> using that as well to say, okay, what's the, how do people really feel? Uh, I remember years and years and years ago, early 2000s, uh, the Navy and the Marine Corps launched something called NMCI, which was a, you know, shared services for IT, you know, kind of back end officer share. And the surveys would come out and they would just be, you know, really bad. But Hopefully you guys are getting better reaction if you're doing some surveys. We haven't launched our customer satisfaction survey yet. We're planning to do that around the end of this year. So that will be anonymous. That's something we have been doing is that we're soliciting feedback on the leadership of these different organizations. So mid-year, we had set up part of IT and HR. So we did solicit feedback for the Chico and CIO for their performance input. And so for that, we did not make anonymous. We felt really strongly that you did have to put your name on it. And so each agency in labor had the opportunity to do that that was participating. And we actually got pretty positive feedback overall. And then there's the naysayers, right? You, usually when you talk about major change like this and culture change, you find you know, the early adopters and you find the people who you know, are kind of a little slower, but they're still on board. They just want to see how it goes. And then you have the naysayers. Have you had to deal with any of the naysayers yet or... Is that going to happen maybe as, as more services go to the you know, shared services world? I would say that we have had to deal with that already. As you know, everyone has different mission requirements. Everyone sort of has different expectations. And so it's definitely been, it's been a challenge that we have dealt with in this process. A lot of agencies, as they go down this path, are going to ask, okay, so what'd you do? How, how'd you deal with the, the naysayers? How'd you do with the people who's, who would say, well, we did this in 2005 and didn't work, or we did this in 1992 and it mm-hmm. didn't work. Why, why is it going to work now? There's a lot of things that we've put in place. I don't think necessarily have come with shared services before. So putting together service level agreements, 
I don't think that's really been done before across the board for the department. We haven't had governance boards before. We haven't had input into performance feedback for the heads of these organizations. And, we, and we'll have a customer satisfaction survey that we're rolling out as well. So there's a lot of opportunity for feedback from the agencies that we built in and accountability that we built in that wasn't there for past shared services efforts. Maylin Jew is the Labor Department's Enterprise-Wide Shared Services Program Manager, speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. We'll post the interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. SMS text, 9.32 p.m. Hey, man, I'm not home yet. Grabbing a quick drink with my lady friend, L-O-L. But just wait for me there, dude. The spare key is under the big gray planter by the garage. Peace. When you send messages on SMS, someone else could be reading them. With end-to-end encryption, WhatsApp ensures that your personal messages are your personal messages. WhatsApp. Always message privately.